Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan and the CBS Sports Network. Boomer Esiason, and Greg Giannotti. It's Boomer and Geo on the fans, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are in the free Odyssey app, good Friday morning. Yes, a feel-good Friday. And I'll call it as it is. This might be the toughest Friday to have a feel-good Friday during the year because football is over. It's February in the Northeast. There's not a lot going on in sports, but it's up to us today. It's up to us today to lift the spirits of the audience and turn this into a feel-good Friday. Not every feel-good Friday is the same. You know, that one Memorial Day weekend is probably the top. The one that right before summer vacation in July is, is right up there. That feel-good Friday going into Christmas vacation, that one is up there. And then, of course, for every high, there's a low. And this is the one where you really got to work hard. You really got to work hard to have a feel-good Friday in the middle of February after the Super Bowl. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? Yeah, good morning, Jay. I'm happy. My hockey team won last night. Didn't like the way they played, but they won, so I am happy. It's a feel-good Friday for me. We're going into the stadium series this weekend. You have the Isles um, rugby jersey on, uh, so that's great. Um, I would uh, also say that um, what else is great? Caitlin Clark last night uh, was amazing as a, a female basketball player for University of Iowa, what an amazing basketball player she is. Um, we got a lot of other things to get to. I mean, there's a lot of good things going pitchers and catchers. Are, oh, sh- yeah, I know you're all it. up into that. And by the way, I yeah. have to say, mm-hmm. uh, I got a lot of mentions uh, when it came to Frank the Tank yesterday. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, man, I, some people love him to death, yep. and other people can't stand him. Well, the people that the only people who can't stand him are the ultra positive Mets fans. Okay, those are the people. And I was I was thinking about this too. Like I don't know if this was the same way, and I I don't think it was. Like many years ago, in like the nineties, and sports talk radio, where if you had a negative opinion about a team, like the fan base hate you now. Like now in sports talk, like the fan base will hate you if you have a negative thought about their team. Where I feel like back decades ago, the fan base would generally be like, okay, this person has an opinion on the team. They don't have to be overly positive all the time. 
And and sometimes you'd get agreement. Yes, this team stinks. I'm glad that you said that they stink. But I, I, I notice, especially with the Mets fan, who is super defensive right now, that if me or you or Frank or Sal or anybody who's a Mets fan, Evan, says something negative about this offseason, these positive Met fans come out with the clubs and the pitchforks and the and the fire and are like, how dare you? You don't know what you're talking about. David Stearns is the smartest man ever. Steve Cohen's the richest man. It's like, chill out, man. Like, why are you so angry? So to your point, the people that hate Frank are the Mets fans that are so positive that don't want him talking negatively about the All team right. that he likes. All right, so you and I, we ta- we kind of talk practically. I hope so. I, I, yeah. I'd like to think. I yeah. try not to get overly uh, emotional about these things. And what I see is I see a team that's rebuilding, which is what every team should do when they feel like they've they've hit the end of the road where they've spent all this money and they got very little in return for it on the field. Maybe off the field, they did get something back. Maybe they're, uh, you know, they're not the Orioles. I can tell you that. Right. The Orioles are loaded with young stars who are under control for the next three to four years. That's not who the Mets are right now. The Mets are hoping to get to that point. And the question is, is will the fan base be patient or will this GM do something stupid like the previous GMs that we've had? Yeah. I mean, so I look, we all hope for the best. But you have to be realistic. You have to be a realistic fan. And, you know, and the thing that bothers me is that yesterday I said, I don't want to be the New York Islanders holding on to John Tavares and then losing him in free agency and not getting anything back for him. Sure. That, yeah. that, and and that was, Pete in, and that was yep. in relation to Pete, Pete Alonso. Yep. Yep. Look, I want Pete Alonso to be here long term, just like every other Met does. We all believe he's a 50 home run hitter and he's a 120 RBI guy. He doesn't hit. For, for average, but that's analytics says that doesn't seem to matter. But I, I just say this. I, yeah, I want them to win. Of course I want them to win. And of course I want to be positive. It's, you know, hope springs eternal, especially when, you know, they come back from Florida and they open their season. And who knows? Maybe you do get off to a good start. Who knows? Maybe a couple of guys have career years. You never know. I mean, we worry about, I think, the starting pitching, but we'll have Edwin Diaz back. You would like to think that the the um, the bullpen is going to be better than it was last year. So all of those things, yeah, are positive. But the reality is, when you talk about the Mets right now, is there anybody? And it doesn't mean that it's right or it's wrong. But is there anybody that you know of that has any sort of baseball acumen? that is claiming that this is a World Series team. No, absolutely not. Now, I do think, and I have said this before, which is funny because everybody thinks I'm I'm completely hating on them. I do think that they will pleasantly surprise. I don't think they're going to be a 70-win team like Frank said yesterday. I think they'll pleasantly be be a surprising team and and have a chance in September to give us some juice. I don't think they'll go to the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to be terrible. Uh, But this offseason was a dud there's just no two ways around it. And it reminded you of a Wilpons Brody Van Wagen in offseason. And, and I know what David Stearns is doing. He didn't want to lock himself into these big free agent deals. He didn't want to do what Steve Cohen did last year and the year before with Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander. I understand that. And they need to rebuild the farm system and all of these things that we know he's trying to do. But what still remains is the fact that They swung hard for Yamamoto. They didn't get him. And after that, 
They went bargain basement shopping to fill out the rest of the roster to not be locked into long contracts in the future to build this team. Which, which I understand. I totally get that. But don't try to tell me that the 2024 Mets are going to be any good. That's, I did, that's I, my thing. I, well, I didn't try to tell yeah. you that, but I also tried to say, hey, look, if we're halfway through the season and let's say the team is competitive, they'll make a trade to help the team. If the team is not competitive, See, then they have to sit there and they have to decide whether or not to trade their best player who's in his walk year. See, I disagree about if the team is good that they're going to make those trades because... But those are going to be small trades. They're right, be small trades, trades, yes, but but no, they're not trading any prospects. I no, mean, I'm, not, I'm not saying they are. I'm yeah. just saying, like, you know, there's other, there's other ways to, to move people, and you never know. I mean, like, all I know is that for both teams in this in this city... And I do think the Yankees are all in with the addition of Juan Soto. They are all in. Juan Soto, Juan Soto, Juan Soto, Juan Soto. Exactly. And they will be making trades at the trade deadline, as they always do. But I think for the Mets and the Met fan, I I wouldn't even use the word cautiously optimistic, those two words. I wouldn't use those. What I would use would be be hopeful. Hopeful that they get off to a decent start. Right. Hopeful that they can play with the Braves. Hopeful that they can play with the Phillies. Hopeful that when, you know, if they have to... You know, around. I want them around that trade deadline to have to make a decision one way or the other, and I want it to be clear. You know, I don't want any nuanced or any crap surrounding it. I, I mean, I want to be able to say, okay, this is what they should do or this is what they shouldn't do. Yeah, and if they are out of it, uh, will David Stearns have the balls to trade away the most popular player that this franchise has seen in since David Wright? You know why? You know why the the Islanders didn't do it? Because they thought he was coming back. Yeah, but it's another reason. Because they're playing in in uh, in Brooklyn, and the thought process was what we needed a star, and we need to get to the playoffs. And if we feel like we're trading away our star before we can make a run at the playoffs, then we're signaling to our fans, don't come to Brooklyn because there's no reason to come. It's the same reason, you know, that I felt the way that I did when they traded Ryan McDonough and JT Miller. Like, you know, I was like, all right, I'm, why am I going to the, why am I going to the garden? And why am I paying full, full on prices for, you know, AHL hockey? Yeah, right. So, so I, I understand why Scott Malkin and, and John Ledecky did that. But I also understand that, you know, if my recollection is, if it, it, it serves me correct, that I do not want to be in that situation where I'm holding on to a guy just because he's popular when, in fact, if I if we're out of it and we can trade him yeah. and then re-sign him as a free agent like they did with uh, Rodgers Chapman and the Yankees, then that's what that's what, what I would want well, to do. Well, see, I, I think if they end up trading him, that that's, that's very, very unlikely that he comes back. I mean, then I think at that point, that, that relationship is over. To, no, it comes down to money. Yeah. I'm, like, you know, honestly, if, if let, let's just say, let's say he's having a decent year, but the Mets are 10 games out of the wild card. Yeah. And we're right at the trade deadline. You go to Pete Alonso, say, Pete, look, huh. you know, we have, an op- we have a couple opportunities to trade you to a team that may actually win a World Series. But, you know, we want you to know that we're only trading you because we think we can help our team moving forward, which we'd like you to be eventually. Yeah. I mean, that. I mean, and if I'm Pete Alonso, I'm like, yeah, I'm all in for that. See, wh- where has this ever happened, though, with an everyday player like that? Like, a, a reliever is generally what gets traded at the trade deadline, closers, stuff like that. But when has that ever happened when a, a major piece, a face of a franchise is traded away from a franchise of the trade deadline in a walk year and then comes back and signs 
with them again in the offseason. That would be a first. Well, but that, no. Well, I, I understand it's a reliever in the case of Veraldis Chapman, but it did help the Yankees, and they brought him back. And like that, that's the way I would look at it. If, in fact, we were 10 games or so out of a wild card come trade deadline, that, that's the clarity that I want. Like, if the team is right there, then, you know, of course I don't want to trade them. I want to, I want to try to add to the team in any way that I possibly can and hopefully go on and win. We're talking about things that we don't know until we get to July. All right? We're not going to know that until we get to July. But all I'm saying is that this is my mindset. This, this should be David Stern's mindset. How do I make my team better for the long run? Now, he just got here. Mm-hmm. So I'm not like I'm not ripping into him. I want him to use it, that baseball acumen and try to figure out how to get this team better. And and what is it going to be? What is it going to take for sustained success? And it may take a couple years of failure before we get there. I mean, look at the Orioles. The Orioles are one of the hot up and coming young teams. And you look at all these young players that they have because they were so miserable and made trades and had high draft picks and the whole thing. And I think that is, you know, the Baltimore model. The Baltimore well, model right, is what we got to be looking at. Y- yeah, I-, I know what you're saying. And they have a new owner now. And obviously things have gone well for them, at least last year. But <clears throat> they were at the rock bottom for reasons that the Mets should not be rock bottom. They, uh, my, they had a my, miserable owner yes. who was didn't connect with the fan base, didn't invest in the team properly, was just a total jerk, which is the opposite of what the Mets are supposed to have in a guy who's a Mets fan. He's the richest owner in baseball. He's going to do whatever he can to win in five years of championship. So that's why it's it's hard to make a comparison to some of these other teams that have had bad ownership and not as enough uh, as much money as Steve Cohen had. But he also, um, you know, pay, he spent a ton of money last year. He did, and he's still spending it this year just not on players that are on his roster right now. He's, he's using the Sean Marks roster. model. Is what he's using. He's using the Sean Marks model, right? <laughs> Paying guys not to play for you. Yep. But it, the difference between the Sean Marks model and the Steve Cohen or David Stern's model is that okay. We're paying people salaries, but we got the top-end prospects in return for those players. So, essentially, that's what he did. But he's still paying, you know, a luxury tax salary structure this year. Yes, he is. Major number. Right. Yeah. But the, it's, it's like I always say, what I always tell you, it's not how much you spend, it's how you spend it. Right. And I think that that is why David Stearns is here. That's that reason right there is that he is a guy who was able to build a a winner, not someone who won a championship, but build a winner in a place that didn't have the same resources as the Mets have. And he's going to do the same thing. And then when he can go all in or keep somebody or wherever, he's going to have an owner now that's going to support that. So that, in theory, should be the perfect marriage. It's just that you got to go through the, the, this crap first. Exactly. And, it, and I understand why Frank the Tank... <laughs> It becomes such a lightning rod because he does come with a pessimistic take on things. Yeah, but I mean, we go around and around and around with this. But is it pessimistic or is it realistic? realistic? Yeah, I know. Because as I mentioned before, uh, Kevin Clancy, uh, KFC, those two guys go crazy back and forth with each other with the positive and negative Met stuff. And then Frank's always the one at the end, like, you know, with the championship belt on. Like, I told you, I told you, look at what happened. I mean, last year's the greatest example of that. I mean, and even at the end of the previous year, 
You know, how do you look at that season? 101 wins. Okay, but they got their asses kicked in the playoffs, and it was embarrassing, and they got swept by the Braves when the division was on the line. Like, <laughs> you know, when I when I look at the Mets, I, and I it, and it it happens to a lot of teams in football too, and it does happen in in like the Knicks are going through it right now with all their injuries, mm-hmm. and thank God the break came now. Uh, you know, I don't want to see a four game losing streak turn into a ten game losing streak. But, you know, when I think about the Mets, it, it all came down to injuries, availability of players, and how many guys did get injured and were unable to put together consistent years. You know, it was it was, it was a hodgepodge. You know, Star, Starling Marte is hurt. Uh, Scherzer's hurt. Verlander's hurt. I mean, guys hurt all over the place. Edwin Diaz gets hurt in a World Baseball Classic, for God's sake. I mean, you had so many different little things happen to this team last year that they were unable to overcome, whether it be Buck Showalter or the freaking analytics geeks up in, you know, up on the third floor over there at City Field. Yep. I mean, it didn't matter. I mean, injuries happen, and if you don't have players playing up to their best who are not injured, then you're going to have the kind of season they had last year. And that's why we have a bad taste in our mouth. You know, it, it, it goes back to last year, and it goes back to, like, how disappointed we all were. I mean, but, we, I, I'm, but I'm telling you, we got disappointed because of injuries killed us last yeah, year. Yeah, but there was also a lot of underachieving. From guys, I mean, you know, it's they didn't have the yeah, same. Jeff McNeil didn't have the batting title, you know, and and I and I understand that Peter Wanzo is so streaky that you know for three weeks he gets one hit. Yep, and I know it's extreme. I know it's extreme at fans, so just calm down. Uh, but then there's three weeks where he'll have like ten home runs. Yeah. It is funny how literal people take some Holy of the things we Christ, say. Right? Like it's this, unbelievable. <laughs> there's some account that I saw. I actually had to. Like if you mute a conversation because you get so many like uh, responses from it, so you just see cons. I'm like, God, I got to mute this conversation. So I I was talking about Steve Cohen and said, you know, in this off season, you know, with David Stearns, they signed 15 schmucks you never heard of, and the amount of people that took that literally were like. Well, they signed eight guys, and two of them were former Yankees, so I don't know what you're talking about. No, the point being is that they had a very, very quiet offseason, and they didn't bring in any big names like Steve Cohen told you he was going to bring in. So, like, and the defensive nature of this Met fan right now is just crazy. Like, like just, I don't understand. It's like they work for the team. Honestly, well, it's good to have a passionate fan base, and I think we're passionate too. But I also like to try it to be have balanced. To be so like over the top propaganda, you know what I'm saying? Like just like be realistic about yeah, it. Yeah, it's like when I watch a Ranger game. Love, love the guys doing the game. Love Sam. Love Joe. Think they do a great job. But you know, how many times are they going to let people get behind the defense in front of the goalie and shoot point blank? There must have been nine of those last night against a crappy Montreal team. But, oh, this guy's great. Oh, that guy's great. Well, he's a great player. He's got four assists. Hey, you know what? You got to play. You got to play goddamn defense if you want to win. Yeah. It's like Wally Zerbiak, you know? What about Wally Zerbiak? Wally never goes in hard and criticizes the Knicks. You know what I'm saying? Never does it. Everybody's great. That's what we're here for. (laughs) We we, we try to keep it real. Keep it real. That's right. Reels. Uh, All right. Reels. Sorry. Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. We'll talk to Jerry coming up just a couple of minutes. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. 
Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, Boo and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network on this Feel Good Friday. Could it be a Feel Good Friday because... President's Day is coming, and most people have a three-day weekend. It's more than a three-day weekend. I know a lot of people have the entire week off next week. At least teacher friends of mine. I know that Sabrina has no school next week. So that is true. If you are someone who is taking off and flying to somewhere warm because you've got winter break, then today is certainly, certainly a feel-good Friday. Didn't they just have winter break? No. Well, at least not. Christmas? Yeah, I know. I the the winter break thing when I was a kid was the greatest thing ever. You get a break. Now it doesn't make any sense. To me. I agree. Why? Why was this? I don't know. And then you get the Easter week too. Yeah, which is another thing that happens. What is this winter break? I, I, I don't know. Does everybody do that across the country? Is it just this northeast? It's just us. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It could be union contracts. You never know. Some well, people t- are working Monday and then going off the rest of the week. That's true. Eddie, just nonstop. <laughs> nonstop needling. That's what he does. Nonstop needling. You've earned it, sir. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. In a big way. 100%. Uh, by the way, I was uh, reading something this morning, and it was uh, very, very disturbing to me. There was there was a hotel around here. Remember we were talking about like hotels and, and staying in places and how the radio station would not be very kind. Yeah, and you got to put you in with a bunch of skibots. Sure. Yeah. So there was a, a stretch back. I'm looking now when I when I first started here. For whatever reason, we'd have events or softball games or whatever. Where they started with us, right? It was just started right around there because I was doing a lot of stuff, staying over in the city, not commuting. Where the cheapest hotel, the one that Mark Chernoff would like me to stay in, was this Soho Fifty Four Hotel that is around. You know where it is, Eddie, yep. right? Watts Street or something. Yep. It used to be like a Hampton Inn or something yes. like that. So I was looking back because I have on this Hotel Tonight app, I was like one, two, three, four, five straight stays that I had at this Soho 54 hotel over like a year and a half because it was the cheapest one. Mm-hmm. 
Someone just got killed in that hotel. Oh boy, with a with an iron. Yeah, like a tire iron. No, like a like a iron iron. Like oh, a, an ironing board iron. Yeah. Oh boy, beat mm. to death. Crazy. Mm. Can't stay yeah. back in that hotel now. Alan, I stayed there. Sandy, remember that together? No. I don't think so. I'm surprised no. Al didn't beat you with an iron. <laughs> with the snoring. <laughs> and the, and oh, the I mean, power so who, went out. Yes, but who I, who got killed with the iron? It's a it's a woman. It's terrible. Oh. It's terrible. The guy, uh, I don't know. They they have the guy on surveillance video. They're going to get him, and they're going to arrest him, and they're, he's going to be in jail for the rest of his life. Awful. But I was just like, I was... Chills this morning when I saw that. Yeah, I don't know in that you, hotel a million times. I don't know if you can go back there. I'm not going to go. I can't, and then sucks for them because all every one of these news stories Soho 54 Hotel. Change you know? your name. You got. You got to change the name now. Yeah, you have to. You got 55 or something. <laughs> no, I think you got to go a little bit further away from your original Holiday Inn Express. Yeah, just yeah. Have a big chain come in. They still have red roof ins. Make it a red <laughs> roof in. That's where the Schwartzes go. Yeah, <laughs> right. no one died here. Hotel. <laughs> Yeah, right. It was. We are no longer the murder hotel. Boy, does Howard Johnson still exist out there? Remember the Howard oh, Johnson? Yeah, yeah, of yeah, course. I think so. Howard Johnson. Do they still? Do they still exist? I think there's a couple. I, I yes, think. I think so. Sort of like friendlies. There's only a few friendlies. Yeah, there's left. a few friendlies. A few Howard Johnsons left. I think there are. I think if you hit just Google it, five heading down to Florida, I think you'll run into some Howard Johnsons. Remember Cheap Johns? Yeah, remember Cheap Johns? Yeah, yeah. Johns was on Long Island. It was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was a five and ten. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Genovese. Yeah. Genovese guy. Another one. Caldor. Yeah. We had in East Ice, it was Nescot. Nescot? Nescot Drugs. I'm not familiar with that one. Was that just like a one? It wasn't a chain. I don't think it was a chain. Bradley's was a big one by us. Bradley's. Yeah. Yeah. Howard Johnson Wyndham now, but it's still, it's Howard Johnson by Wyndham. Oh, okay. So it's still, they're still out there. Nice. Restaurants or just hotels? Uh, hotels. I don't. I'm, I don't know if they have restaurants. I remember going to Howard Johnson restaurants. Yeah, yeah breakfast too. Yep. Yeah, you guys don't remember Wetsons? That was mm. the alternative to McDonald's. Really? Wetsons? Yes, Wetsons. Wetsons before Burger King. Yep. Yep. Wetsons. They yep. obviously failed, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Tom in Staten Island. Tommy, what's happening, brother? What's going on? Hey, what's up, Tom? Hey, Good morning, Tommy, man. what's going on, brother? <laughs> I'm, I'm a little upset with you guys. I listen to you guys every morning. I was complaining about teachers being off during February break, during their winter break. Well, oh, hold on, hold on. Summer's not enough. Hold on for a second. <laughs> when you say you guys, this is like, this is Chio's platform. Hold I'm going to let him go with it. It was, it was a combined effort here. Well, by the way, you, don't you single Jerry, me out. What was it, me? Combined effort. Was it me? It was, it was a little combined. It was a little combined. Okay. No, no, no. It was not combined. I did not comments, too. What? You had comments, too. Yeah, but I would... Listen, you go into a classroom with 35 kids, you're going to have PTSD. What are you looking at me in, for? Because you're the one who always tells me well, about guess what? Friends. I was going to be a teacher, and then I bailed on it. Right, exactly. <laughs> for this exact reason. So I don't want to be around the kids. Anyway, go ahead, Tom. I teach special ed algebra to ninth graders in high school. Mm-hmm. I, also, I also coach girls track. I also coach high school football. We need a little bit of a break. You get 10 weeks. Yeah, and you also get, you had the Christmas break, you have the Easter break. I you mean, had the snow summer, day. I mean, hey, yeah. good for you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> listen. He's lazy. I mean, how many days do they actually work a year? He's lazy. 
I don't know, I, but they do, and it's a great field to get into, specifically when you get the summer off. And it's well, a uh, timeout for a second. Not Hold knocking on. what teachers do, which is like it I'm seems like an unnecessary break. Like, exactly. I know we have certain amounts of stress because of the hours we work and maybe all of that stuff. But if you have to walk into a New York City public school system, and you have got to deal with so many different issues, but they I, chose to. I understand that because they want to try to make it different. Which is I understand great. What, there is a, there's an altruistic aspect to it, yes, but there's also a very high stress aspect Never. to it. Just like you know, working for the police or the sanitation right. department or the fire department. Exactly. There's two different conversations here. Mm-hmm. No one's Plus knocking paid off to get permits. Right. There's no nobody knocking the the teaching profession. We're Not just at all. asking why is there a break in February when there's no holiday other than President's Day that you're surrounding it with? I was like. Off in December, and then you're off again for another ten days when Easter rolls and around. You know why we got so yeah. many religious holidays around here? That's that, another thing. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, if you if you just said, all right, no more off for religious holidays, no more breaks or any of that stuff, they could probably get out of school by May first. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and then have you? Would you rather have summer. it that way? May, June, July. Oh, I have four months off. Why not? <laughs> well, if you combine it all together, maybe better. <laughs> Uh, all right, Jerry, what do you got over there, man? Brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh, human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. And we're also brought to you by Jackpocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone. Uh, you guys open with the baseball. Francisco Lindor did talk yesterday. Here he was with expectations and hopes for what coming into 2024. I want to win. And it's, it's, it goes back to what happens every single year. Whether the house is on top or in the bottom. We got to go out there and put it together and win. And then he would go into, you know, the expectations. Or I think Bruce Beck asked the question. I think it was Bruce that asked the question about, you know, the expectations for this team from the fan base, not great. But then he also went into the fact, well, you know, the Diamondbacks probably didn't think they were going to have a big season, but they believed inside their locker room and they have to have the same belief. Meantime, if you go to Tampa, uh, this is interesting. So Brian Cashman did speak, and usually I wouldn't play him, yep. but these kind of go hand in hand. Uh, first, Marcus Stroman arrived. Remember they had the little uh, beef, beef yes, if you yeah, will? Yeah. Yep. I know for a fact it was Bruce that did ask the question about how he's getting along with Cashman, with their little misunderstanding that they might have had. And this was um, this was Stroman's answer. Cashman's the man. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, what an incredible human being. Someone who's very personable. He's bopping around, saying what's up every day. I, I feel like he handles his role very different than most people in his position. The best ever. Yeah, Brian Cashman sucks. Yeah, we'll see what happens <laughs> midseason, what he's saying. So now there's Fighting bro- with the fans, trashing the organization, calling everybody a racist. Just his playbook. Okay. He does. Well, I was, he does. I was going more on the way of him bopping around and giving this image of a, a hip and cool Brian Cashman. Kind well, like me around here. Yeah, I would I'm right. bop around You're here. You're hip and cool, that's right. I don't bop like Stephen Waldron bops, but I do bop around here. <laughs> no one bops like that guy. Yeah, okay. The big so, bopper didn't bop like that. Yeah. <laughs> so Brian Cashman goes on with the John Boy yesterday. He was asked how he deals with, you know, when you um, are talking to other GMs, is it really now more text messaging? Are they phone calls? And Cashman says, no, no, it, it's text messaging, and this is how he kind of deals with it. Remember, hip and cool and bopping around. But I'm a big gift guy, so... Okay. Uh, I'll definitely send uh, like a puking gift back, <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that, or or a you know a cow taking a, a you know what in the pasture. 
So I guess if he gets a trade what did the cow proposal do in the he doesn't out? like, he sends back a gif or a gif of a cow pooping in the pasture. Oh, I've seen that oh, one. Okay. I've seen, you know that one? Oh, the elephant one's a good one. Oh, yeah, see the elephant You've one, seen yeah. the elephant one. Yeah. seen the rhino one. Yeah, the, that's what the rhino. The rhino. The rhino's rhino. not an elephant. It's a and rhino. Those guys. Yeah. That yeah. must be something How many to times do you think they poop a day? I mean, five, six would be a guess. Five or six? They're, they're gigantic. They eat I, a lot, I, man. I know that, but five or six or was is a it lot. was it a hippo? I think it was a rhino, but maybe, maybe it wasn't. No, it was a rhino. Okay. Rhino pooping. <laughs> Rob Manfred with reporters on Thursday had this to say. Look, I'm 65, okay? I just okay. started a five-year term. That Do that math, right? That makes me 70 years old. You can only have so much fun. Um, in one lifetime. So he's retiring in January 2029 when this contract is up. And in a related story, Al, this morning... I'm retiring on uh, Memorial Day Friday after the Memorial Day weekend show of 2029. So right after Rob Manfred goes, Al goes. Oh, man. The sports world will be rocked. I don't think I could do this without Rob Manfred. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there you have it. And, and Eddie you know, actually, said, "Retire." Pretty good to us, though. Come on, Eddie said uh, Friday of Memorial Day weekend, twenty twenty six. That's will be right. His yes, show. he broke that to us in Vegas as well. Oh, is that true? Yeah, I guess you had left already, and we were. Yeah, it was Friday night actually. Friday night we had. We got that news okay. from Eddie. Well, there yeah. you go. A couple more years to go. Um, Rutgers beat Northwestern last night. Sixty-three sixty. Must be doing well. <laughs> Sure on Wealth Partners? Surehaven Wealth sure Partners. Haven, yeah. yeah. They must be doing well, huh? I'm sure they are. All that cash that you have, you're sitting on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he's like, Eddie, though, I feel like minimalistically can live. Mm-hmm. You know, like he'll build himself a longhouse. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> and a fire. <laughs> to cook squirrel. <laughs> Yuck. Like, he won't. He doesn't need a lot. I do not. A cook squirrel. Yeah. <clears throat> Women's college basketball. Oh, yeah. We had this happen last night. Here comes Clark. How will she go for history? There it is! Look at where she shoots from. 40 feet. The all-time leading scorer in women's college basketball. Courtesy of Peacock. That was uh, Caitlin Clark. The record. She also had an Iowa record with 49 points in this game. As uh, Iowa does beat Michigan 106-89, to uh, she now has 3,569 points as she passes Kelsey Plum for the women's all-time record. Here she was on shooting from so far out for the record. Well, I thought about doing it a couple possessions earlier, but I was a little tired, so I needed to catch my breath a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think I kind of stepped back to my left a little bit and was able to get it off. Yeah, she you, know sure ama- you know what's amazing? She makes more money, probably at least five to ten times more money than they do in the WNBA. No, she's. Well, that's why she stayed for another yes. year. Yeah, she's, she's making, making so much money; it's ridiculous. Yep, well, good is, for her though. I oh, mean, she is, yeah, she deserves she's, it. Deserves, deserves it. She's owning it and earning it. No question. Uh, the Rangers are going on one of those runs again. Five straight wins into last night. Make it six straight. Rangers without Blake Wheeler. If you join this lady, was injured in the first period. A right leg injury. Zabanajad with Kreider. Crider on the storm. Crider on the storm. 
Rangers win 7-4 as he scored the three goals. His first one started like a four-goal barrage in the second period. Rangers beat the Canadians. But you heard in the beginning of that clip, uh, Sam Rosen on MSG talking about Blake Wheeler and the injury. Here is Peter Laviolette. Uh, it was tough for Blake. So, um, Getting an update there? Uh, lower body right now. Did you, are you fearing something serious? Uh, we'll evaluate it and... Um, Address it tomorrow. With the win, the Rangers 35. Kind of looked like an ankle to me, and I would imagine LTIR for him. Trade deadline coming up. Huge game versus the Islanders on Sunday. This Gio's got his uh, rugby shirt on. I think this jersey's tremendous, man. I do, too. I actually think I agree. It looks like a rugby jersey. Yeah. But it looks... Look at this patch. Kind of used to it. It looks neat. That sweet patch here and the Islander logo here. Yeah. I like aisles across the front. Yeah, man. Actually, it's pretty cool. Let's go. And then you know Chico rushes into these games. So when he turned the puck over, he does react as the Devils lost. Reverses field. Dubois with it. Dubois spun around by Lazar. Or check that no sec. It'd be hard for Lazar to come out of the nope. box. Puck loose in front. <laughs> and they score. And it's Byfield who doesn't miss it this time. You knew something was up when you heard that right in the middle. Oh, yeah. That was the go-ahead goal as the Kings beat the Devils 2-1. It was Quinton Byfield that scored the go-ahead goal in the third. And just real quick, the Seahawks are keeping Geno Smith. They informed him of that, that his contract fully guarantees for this year of over $12 million. And the Bears release safety, Eddie Jackson. All right, thanks, Jerry. It is Boomer and Geo coming to you live the Bill Ford Tough Studio. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Hi, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. I'm wearing the Stadium Series jersey for the Islanders today, and a lot of people had big opinions on this. And uh, I know you call it the rugby jersey, and a lot of people didn't like it because it's too simple, maybe just the colors, and here it looks like Edmonton Oilers, just says Isles on it. I, I didn't like it when I saw it on TV. I do like it in person a lot better. But speaking of jerseys that people hate, apparently... Major League Baseball players, ever since showing up to camps, hate these new Fanatics jerseys. Most of them seem to hate the new Fanatics jerseys. Now, remember when this was a thing, when they announced that they would be switching to Fanatics, people had this reaction to it that it's going to be cheap-looking, it's not going to be of the high standard that the Major League Baseball jerseys used to be, and uh, some of the things that they say are cheap-looking material. Yep. Inconsistent colors. Yep. Bad stitching. Yep. Poor fit. Yep. And bad lettering placement. So where did they come from? Did they come from Vietnam? China, China Mexico. Where did they come from? Uh, I, I don't know where they came from. Some cheap-ass 
way of doing things. Brent. I will See, say, you know, I, there's nothing worse than that, honestly. Just half assery, half assery. Yes, I'm telling you, like loose ends, half assery, crap like this. I don't. I'd be complaining too if I were a player. So you don't like the design of this, but I'm just making fun but, of it because but look, but this is not. This is like a no. no it's a real. It's, it's a, a real, real jersey. jersey. Yeah. Like it feels like a real jersey. Real <laughs> stitching and everything. Listen, Ledecky's not sending you. Right, a a replica jersey. It's a real deal. It's a real deal, and, and plus, it's, it's going to be freezing on Sunday, so you know, sure. boys got to stay warm. Yeah, damn right. Uh, by the way, uh, Stephen Waldron, can you? No, you I'm not going to talk to him. Now. I'm not going to talk to him. I just want. Can you guys run that uh, Mets spring training B roll that you had and look at the back of Carlos Mendoza's jersey? It looks like he bought it at Sports Authority. Like that's the lettering on the back is tiny. See, look at this. See, see the tiny lettering on the back. Yeah. It doesn't look right. It doesn't look right. You want the lettering to be, what, three inches as opposed to two inches? I want it to look like it always looks when I never thought about it ever before in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never thought about the size of the lettering. Right. Until now, when I saw that, it looked like they, it looks fake. You know? And then you got David Stern's pecs there. It looks like he's been bench pressing. Yeah, <laughs> I think so, too. Bench pressing. He's showing off that quarter zip there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, there you go. Half-assery for Major League Baseball with okay. two jerseys. Well, that's, you know, you got to put that on uh, Major League Baseball's front offices. Yeah. It's just taking the dough, right? I, I don't know. You know, it obviously it is because they're, you know, there's a licensing fee that they have to pay in order yeah. to, to make the jerseys. Yeah, that was the thing about, like, when I ran the high school all-star football game. Yeah, no half-assery there. Half-assery with this stuff. Hell no. The fellas are going to look good, man. Damn right. And they're going to feel good. Yeah. Feel like, like you feel good this morning because you have a real jersey on. I do. It's a look good, feel good thing, man. Absolutely. I love it. And it's just uh it it makes me feel like I'm part of the team. Did you uh did you have like your high school coach, was he like all about uniformity and everybody's gotta look the same? Yeah, except for the like the stickers on the helmet when you got you know, you like for most tackles or whatever. That's the only thing that wasn't uniform. Yeah, it's like Buckeyes, like this. Yeah, and what they do in Michigan and all that. Yeah. Right, exactly. So that 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 would be the only the only difference. But yeah, of course. I mean, you gotta gotta look like a team. You can't be yeah. running around looking stupid. I'll never forget the time my dad bought me um, white Puma cleats. Mm. He put red laces in them. Oh wow! And then he took the Puma swoosh and he took a red marker and he filled it in with red. So I had white with red, and it was they were beautiful. And who would have thought many years later you'd be on the Puma plane? Exactly. How about that? Yeah, but but the amazing, amazing. yeah, but, yeah, but my, my first foray into the Pumas were the Clydes. Yeah, of course. Which most people, yes. I think. Yeah. So anyway, I remember going out to baseball practice. And of course, Sal Champy was my baseball coach. And if he's watching right now, he knows exactly what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. What is this, some kind of carnival? <laughs> what are you, a clown? <laughs> you a clown? You're a carnival? You're a carnival clown? Because right, I had different shoes, I had yeah. like uh, I and I had so I had to convince everybody else to do the same shoe that I had. Oh, okay, and I'm sure they were happy to do that because oh, it yeah, cool. they loved them. They were yeah. cool. It looked cool. But I remember he's like, "You're a clown." Was it some kind of carnival? <laughs> some kind of carnival. I mean, that, that was the, his, his hard assery. You know of of course, especially back then, man. Take no crap. And uh, I, that's I learned that way back when. Steve in Garden City, what's going on, Steve? Yeah, how you doing, guys? I just wanted to check in and say that the uh, the winter break started in the seventies due to the uh, energy crisis. They shut schools for a week or two during that time, and then, of course, once you give something, it's very difficult. Yeah, to very very that. difficult to take it back. That's right. I mean, you know, most of these schools are aren't they all solar powered now anyway? 
<laughs> I mean, wasn't that supposed to save us money? Yeah, it's hard to put the toothpaste back in the tube, yeah. as they say. Oh, yeah, right, you, can't, you can't take it back. Yeah, Steve from Garden City giving us a little history lesson there in the winter break. All right, well, there you go. There's What's your, your take on the winter break? What's my take on the winter break? Um, superfluous? Necessary? Somewhere in between? Uh, I'm, I'm like in between. I, I liked it when I was in school. Yeah. That's, that's what I remember. Yeah, I, I don't know if my... But the problem is, like, we were in basketball, so, like, we really didn't get a chance to go anywhere. Right. Yep, that's right, if you're playing sports. Um, I don't know if my buddy who's a teacher is is listening to this, but he did. I talked to him yesterday, called me about noon, and I'm like, what are are you doing? You know, he's supposed to be teaching. And he's like, well, we're going away next week down to Florida, and I I took a half day so I can pack. I'm like, wow. Uh, Greg (laughs) in New York, what's happening? Greg! Hello? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, can't, I can't believe this is what I got on the fan for. So I do have a bone to pick with Boomer, but you guys oh. are talking about elephant rhinos going to the bathroom. Yeah. Me and the wife got back from the safari. It is nonstop. Gio, I think you said five to six. Go with like 20. 20 and elephant dumps a day. Wow. I'm telling you, it was unbelievable. It was everywhere. <laughs> unbelievable. All right. Do you want to pick now, this Boomer, bone or I not? I'm going to pick with you. Uh, what is what? it? Go ahead. No, nothing bad. Listen. I called back in 2021. I'm a cop in New York, a canine cop. You had a dog on the show. Haven't heard of a dog on the show since. You talked about how great it was. You saw a look in his eyes, all this stuff. Where's the dog? Well, okay. We actually have some news on that, believe it or not. There's, there's a reason why, and I will tell you quickly on the other side, but there, there will be a, a, a repeat of that happening coming up soon. Okay. And I will I'll explain that next and also... <laughs> We'll talk more about uh, Kansas City as we got some more details on that. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 